Welcome everyone to Just an Insight Podcast presents Track by Track, a series of show where we sit down with artists and take a deep dive in their rec- into their records. Uh, this month we are featuring the extreme metal band Fawn Limbs. Uh, we sit down with Ellie Helen, who is kind of the guitarist, vocalist and main composer of the project and go through their latest record, Sleeper Vessels. Um, before we get into the meat and veg of the episode, I uh, just wanted to say we will have regular regular schedule programming of the podcast back next week, but because the 1st of February falls on a Monday, um, we didn't want to overload with episodes this week, so this is going to be your one episode of the week. Uh, but we've got some rad interviews on the regular episode shows coming up in the coming weeks. So just wanted to, to say that off the top of the show. But yeah, wanted to get into to this week's episode. Um, as I say, Fawn Limbs are sort of a, a progressive noise, mathcore, chaotic band, uh, predominantly based out of Pennsylvania. Uh, there are three piece bands, which is predominantly, as I've mentioned, uh, composed and written by uh, Ellie Helen, who is the band's uh, vocalist, guitarist, and noise artist, but is also rounded off by uh, Lee Fisher, who plays drums, and Samuel Smith, who plays bass. Um, and yeah, Sleeper Vessels came out uh, last year, 2020, the weird year that it was but got a lot of attention um, and obviously grabbed our attention. So we wanted to kind of dig in a bit deeper and find out a bit more about it. So enjoy our chat with Ellie and finding out more about Sleeper Vessels as we go track by track. So I am Ellie I'm from Fawn Limbs. Um, I am the main composer, uh, vocalist, guitarist um, and noise artist. Uh, in the band, and uh, yeah, yeah I, I, think, I think that sums up my main role <laughs> pretty well. Um, yeah, so <clears throat> just like all our previous uh, releases, um, everything was recorded recorded at home, um, I, I'm, apart from uh, vocals. Um, so ba- basically, um, <clears throat> we work work in a way where um, I uh demo everything at home and then then send uh send the tracks to <clears throat> the other guys um who then record their parts um, i i guess in their bedrooms or living rooms or wherever and uh uh then then for the vocals um I traveled down to a friend's uh, rehearsal space or studio uh, close to where I live, just <clears throat> to get um, as high high quality uh, space, like around uh, for the uh, vocal recordings. And uh, so, so yeah, I mean, it's uh, <clears throat> rather anticlimactic in a way because we just. Do, do it ourselves so there's really no glamour in that and 
uh, about the subjects. Um, and this time, <clears throat> the approach uh, with uh, writing the lyrics was uh, slightly different because I wanted to like to have these <clears throat> continuous themes on the album. It's it's not like a concept album or nothing in that that uh, vein, but it's. <clears throat> there are like recurring themes throughout and uh, <clears throat> those are mainly um, well well uh, I mean it, it depends on how you how you look at them um, there's some <clears throat> highly personal stuff uh, but but I try to keep most of that <clears throat> accessible to everyone so that you can could uh, uh, like, read them and then form your own own opinion on what the tracks are about uh, but the central central themes um, mainly revolve around individual and global oppression suppression um, abuse both mental and physical um, xenophobia racism uh, the current hot topics, if, if you can say that. <clears throat> so it's it's uh, uh, also uh, a kind of you know politically um, woke in a sense, um, but 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 I don't want to underline those <clears throat> those subjects too much. Um, so it, it it's kind of a this mix and match of all of those different aspects and uh, so so yeah yeah <clears throat> and just in terms of, like you say mm -hmm. obviously with you recording at home and then sort of like demoing it out sending it out and so on and so forth obviously mm -hmm. this isn't the first time that you've done it so you've kind of got the the idea down mm -hmm. but obviously with this record did you kind of, because you've done it so often, did you have a sense of like mm -hmm. how, obviously we'll get into each track in a moment, but like how you wanted each song to be structured throughout the album? <clears throat> um, yeah, so um, for the first time with, with this album, I, I wanted to try to write each track you know, <clears throat> consecutively in order, so that the first track would be the first track and second would be second and so forth. Um, so that that was maybe the uh, the biggest difference uh, because earlier, like with the first first album, we just uh, wrote thirteen songs and then decided um, upon the final order <clears throat> later on. But now I. I wanted to keep, like, uh, uh, I, I, w I wanted to keep maybe the flow, flow, you know, in the forefront, so that uh, the listener would hear everything, just like I do. Um, but but then um, after after we got all the tracks done, <laughs> we we still shuffled them up slightly. Uh, slightly, but but I, I think that was, uh, generally speaking, maybe the biggest difference in how we approached like writing 
the album <clears throat> um, because when we did it this way it was like i uh, every single time when i finished a new track i forwarded it uh, to the others and then we you know collectively uh gave it some i gave thought uh to what we wanted uh, uh following track to sound mm. so basically uh to keep keep like the flow uh musical flow and uh the like you could say kind of narrative flow in mind throughout and <clears throat> so yes, yeah that that was maybe the biggest uh biggest kind of difference in how we So if we get into the first track, um, your relevance of an exorcism, obviously mm-hmm. we'll get onto sort of the chaotic nature of the record in in its totality, but you start off quite slow and build to what's going to be obviously the key point of this song. So was that something that you wanted to, rather than it be like a slammer, like a hammer to the face, to build gradually build into the song? Um, yeah, so now I I kind of undermine everything I just <laughs> said because um, that that was uh, the biggest <clears throat> biggest um, change. Um, initially, uh, the first track was supposed to be the last one. Um, it was the last one, last track uh, written for the album, <clears throat> and uh, because we wanted to make this kind of a strange kind of a strange move and end with two relatively slow slow tracks um but then after they all were done i i don't know it just just came to my mind that what if instead of you know starting uh everything like in a fast and aggressive and violent way um what if we started with this track because because it's it's for us at least it's kind of an unexpected turn maybe um to start with the ambient uh, thing and the clean guitars and you know the slow slow build up so <clears throat> the reason why we then decided to lead with that one was solely because it's kind of a strange move and also because <clears throat> the idea of having it as the last track um, was that, you know, there's the <clears throat> intro, then the doom portion, uh, then this kind of an atmospheric like preach, and then the last last part which, get, which gets all <clears throat> rhythmical and melodic. And I wanted to uh, like build, build the tension as much as possible but then when it comes to an end uh rather abruptly i'd say like it all ends uh very fast i i i felt like that would have been too much of a cop to be the last last track on the album because then it would just like end and you know directly to a wall 
and uh, <clears throat> because now now when we made the change change and uh, put it as the first track it it leads leads us somewhere it leads the listener somewhere because the album actually starts like after after that mm. one and like i think this is the only track that i'm kind of going to really reference the actual title of the song just purely because i think it's quite funny mm-hmm. that it's called the irrelevance of an exorcism and as the track builds it sounds like mm-hmm. an exorcism is happening kind of thing <laughs> yeah yeah um <clears throat> yeah yeah like like i said we wanted to build build the tension uh with the track and i, I think we succeeded in that um the uh title is <clears throat> is maybe it, it's more of a reference to the lyrics than it is to the actual actual track but but I, I can see how it uh, works both ways uh, very easily. Mm. So, yeah. And just in terms of like the lyrics, there's one sort of line that I did want to mm-hmm. pick out just because I thought it's it brings this real sort of visual kind of moment to it. And it's and they gawk mm-hmm. at me uh, like a piece of hanging meat. And I just like that kind of imagery is just sort of like you can just, just sort of imagine what was kind of going through your head sort of like mm-hmm. in that headspace or sort of thing. So can you explain a bit more in terms of, of, of those lyrics? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, in a way I, I wanted to, um, write the lyrics for that song so that if you like take the context of an exorcism, it, it kind of, you know, like makes sense. Um, so, so you can read into it literally like there's this one person in the middle of the room and he's you know in the spotlight when someone is performing the exorcism or something like that uh but um that's maybe it's a literal meaning uh but the one one that i i had in mind like as the main focus with that song was that the exorcism is um in this context it's it's basically what society is doing to all of us as individuals uh <clears throat> because you know when when you're doing an exorcism you are trying to you know free the person from evil or some spirits or some other shit like that but uh, with this track <clears throat> it's kind of a a metaphor for society trying to you know deprive you of your you know individual <clears throat> persona and just make you like uh, molding you into this blank blank mass of people and um, and yeah yeah I, I think that that's um, <clears throat> the main main aspect of the lyrics in that particular song Definitely. and just like Obviously, we'll go into other songs in a moment, but could, just because you mentioned mm-hmm. it earlier, like with some of the lyrics, some of it is a bit more personable, but obviously some of it, as you say, mm-hmm. has kind of metaphorical kind of context and things like that. Yep. So with this song specifically, like because it doesn't necessarily read, as you say, like the way of, of like kind of like that sort of like a societal kind of context of things, is that mm-hmm. how, do you mm-hmm. want it to, to be shrouded in those metaphors? 
Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I think the main, <clears throat> like, I, I, um, when whenever I I start to write something, I, I you know always want to leave it uh, open for interpretation, so that um, whoever reads it can you know find their own truth um, in it and. Um, but I, I still try to keep in mind, you know, when um, writing that at least, you know, I have some sort of uh, sense of what I'm actually writing about. Um, but then I, I noticed uh, like this, <clears throat> like this, this particular one, um, and the use of metaphors is certainly something that I. I really want to do, and I do it a lot, and you'll notice that with the other songs. Um, so if we move on to Metroid now, so this was the yeah. song. So every time before I record one of these, I put up the album that is going to be discussed, see what fans say is their favorite track of the record. And this was the one that mm-hmm. came out on top. So just from that, why do you think that this is the one that people are drawn to? Um I think it's because it's, um, I'd say it's kind of a perfect blend um, of us in our most like aggressive and vicious form. Um, Like there's the rhythmical nonsense and all that chaotic stuff going on, but it's it's all um, contained. And I I think with that particular, particular song, people are maybe drawn uh, mostly to the breakdown in the middle, which I'm incredibly proud of, (laughs) especially because it it, um, comes off like a highly complex uh, rhythmical structure. Uh, yet, yet you know the time signature is just four. You can, <clears throat> and it's all even, and it's just the way that we <clears throat> performed it that makes it sound like, you know, so unrestricted and crazy. And I, I think actually that that track was also the first <clears throat> first single that we released uh, from the album. And in hindsight, I think that that was. Uh, perhaps the best possible uh, option for us to release that particular track because <clears throat> because it, it has all those elements um, in it and it kind of it, it, it I, I think that when when we released that I think in July or something when we announced the album um, it uh, for some reason that track alone, uh, brought us more attention than any uh, any previous single releases, and uh, I, I think it was it, it just it became um, <clears throat> meaningful because 
obviously, well, I, I think at least some people uh, were anticipating the album and kind of excited that what will happen uh, because because we had had a different production team when when we had uh, Bed from Frontier and Simon <clears throat> Simon from Nightmare and uh, War from a Harlot's Mouth that kind of you know built and this new kind of expectation to our audience and I I think that or oh, I hope I hope that we <clears throat> managed managed to meet those expectations and uh, with that track it it just the reception alone um, it felt like we achieved that and uh, but but yeah I, I I think that the main reasons to why people are so fond of that track is that it was also the first track from us um, that a lot of people heard because like I said it kind of blew us up to another another level in terms of underground uh, scene but uh, <clears throat> but yeah we, we got a lot of press and uh, a lot of audience with that track and uh, I think that's uh, that's one possibility to why why people like that one the most uh, because it, it kind of like yeah it, it musically it presents us um, you know like like I said like most vicious and hard hitting form and yeah that that might be it but I I think a lot of it has to do with the breakdown. You know, just thought <clears throat> that twenty seconds. It's it's something that people like apparently. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. and yeah, that. One. And I've seen in comparison. Like I know you've already mentioned that originally. So originally, was this meant to be the first track of the record? Yeah. So yeah, I'm guessing because of that, because in comparison to irrelevance, this obviously comes in like so frantic like right off the bat so yeah was like yeah. kind of i'm now kind of con gonna contradict myself because i said the album doesn't mm -hmm. come in like a sledgehammer but this does so was that mm -hmm. the original plan to kind of have that like frantic punch in the face to start the album uh yeah yeah it was and um one of the uh main reasons was actually uh, that if you um, listen to the first album, Harm Remissions from uh, 2019, and listen to the first track on that album, Audium Pitch was, yeah, um, <clears throat> you can hear that the main riffs between those two are hugely similar and and it was by design because we wanted to have like that um the same kind of <clears throat> uh, feel and to start the album with like the hit hit your face and uh and to have that impact and uh, and and just to have that little like connection between the two uh, releases but I think that <clears throat> in the end uh, starting with the slow track and following uh, following it up with this one it kind of gave gave us the chance you know to I don't know if it make, makes any sense but we kind of uh, managed to start the album like twice if that makes sense um, 
because yeah yeah because the first track is um the kind that people didn't expect because it's slow and all that and uh then suddenly it's <clears throat> uh the second track which is just this pummeling ravaging violent fucking piece of artillery it's <laughs> it's like <clears throat> Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I think it's, it's maybe, maybe it has more impact also, also that way, um, because it's also, also perhaps um, unexpected after, after the sorting, sorting starts. And, and in terms of kind of like the the lyrical structure of this song, I, I'm, I'm not going to dig mm-hmm. too much into the specific lyrics again, but because. The way that you write is quite—it's um, kind of like there there are sort of like poetic elements to it, but you're you're very good with your vocabulary. But because this track is mm-hmm. so frantic and so intense, you're fitting so much into such a short space. So how did you mm-hmm. kind of find that challenge, and is that something that you enjoy doing? Um, yeah, yeah, it, it's definitely something that I I like to do because I, I wouldn't do it otherwise. <laughs> yeah. um, but um, it's also it, it's it's not like um, I, I make I'd make you know this decision that I want to cram as many words as possible into a verse, for example. But but it it comes um, very uh, naturally. Um, to write and it's actually um <clears throat> it serves a purpose because it kind of adds another you know chaotic element to it because i'm just you know spitting out so many words that people are like holding the breath and uh, you know trying to follow the lyrics and <clears throat> And actually understand what I say, or maybe not understand, but comprehend uh, what I say. And uh, so, so yeah, it's it's something that comes comes naturally. But but I've also it has its pitfalls as well because uh, on this album there was <clears throat> like like because I I don't um, have have the possibility to practice anything beforehand so when i when i go to the studio to record the vocals i have like uh written the lyrics and i you know of course clearly um hear all of it in my head and know how how it should go but then when i am in the studio actually recording the vocals uh there were just few few moments when the i i just had to you know cut like full sentences out out because there was no way way i could have you know fitted all of that into the tracks uh but but yeah it's it's something that it's very natural and uh kind of adds adds its own own element element to the tracks and obviously you mentioned the the sort of breakdown that comes in the track and what i found quite interesting was the way that you you've mentioned earlier that you go from this sort of complex rhythmic sort of music and it almost yeah. like kind of straightens out into that beat down so yeah. like yeah. was that something that you 
not wanted to kind of like flex your muscle, but because I think a lot of fans associate you with the chaotic side of things, to then go mm-hmm. to a straight rhythm is quite a, a, a change. So was that <clears throat> something that you wanted to show? Like, oh, we can do this as well. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. And <clears throat> with that track, um, there's there's a lot of like contrasts between the parts because um, I, I think that's maybe the first track uh, we ever wrote that actually has a structure of a chorus in it. Um, <clears throat> and it's like, uh, you know, bounces between um, that um, chaotic element, then there's that, uh, <clears throat> all that breakdown nonsense, and then surprisingly straightforward, uh, maybe even melodic moments. Um, we wanted to <clears throat> just, you know, jam all those different uh, kind of sides and aspects into one track and see what happens. And uh, uh, we, uh, we, I think that we came up with a surprisingly cohesive structure, even though the parts themselves are <clears throat> are wildly, wildly different from each other. And uh, and 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 well, well, actually, you you mentioned it already, but it's um, we want to <clears throat> want to keep that kind of um, element of surprise with everything that we do, whether it means like you know going faster or slower or crazier or more mellow than ever. Um, it's it's also <clears throat> also a conscious decision, but also. Um, a natural one, um, but but yeah, I, I think that the uh, main reason the wider track, for example, is so all over the place. It's it's simply because we wanted to have that <clears throat> element of surprise mm. in it. And just finally, in terms of kind of the the theme of this song, because I know you mentioned at the top that mm. obviously everything was almost kind of written in sequence. But in terms of like then putting the record together, obviously irrelevance came first. So does this not that there is a, a linear narrative because you said it's not as such, but does it mm-hmm. thematically follow on from irrelevance, or was this kind of like a standalone? Um, it it actually in in hindsight it kind of does follow up, um, um, follow up or oh actually like a follow up because. Um, that track is, I think, um, the main main theme in that track is kind of this rebirth um, thing. <laughs> like, um, <clears throat> uh, it, yeah, yeah, it deals deals with this kind of uh, uh, rebirth um, subject, which actually uh, connects with the first track. Um, because obviously it's it's a bit vague in the first track that whether or not this exorcism actually you know <clears throat> occurs or if if uh, they manage manage to perform it properly but then this uh, the lyrics in this track and the concept is like <clears throat> um, you you could even though there is not you know a single bigger concept you can kind of draw lines 
from the central characters between each each track so so i i think it fits um fits also in a linear way even though it wasn't meant to be meant to be that way So uh, with um, the Vermin Massive, um, the one thing that I kind of picked up from this is obviously you come into to it with the the normal guitars and everything, but then within like fifteen mm-hmm. seconds you get this kind of like electronic like glitchy sounds. And mm-hmm. again, like obviously people who are familiar with your work will kind of know that that is an element to your band. But again, is mm-hmm. it going back to that element of surprise of chucking it in so early? And kind of breaking up the song. Um, sort of, sort of, yeah. Because um, the part that follows follows that glitchy uh, bridge is uh, like this <clears throat> very uh, groovy and maybe simple uh, part. Um, we wanted to. Um, well, well, normally, normally the <clears throat> certain sections of any of our tracks they they don't last long uh, in the first, usually in the first place. But with this one, it kind of we wanted to use use that similar scheme uh, in 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 that one um, to kind of have the impact of the melodic. Uh, guitars that layer are layered on the groove and uh, it, it it acts like you know the the glitch um part is meant to just you know abruptly stop everything and then we you know start over again um in a lower tempo and uh, stuff like that so yeah yeah that i'm definitely intentional kind of mm. And I think like, this is a good kind of point to, mm. to bring up this question in terms, because you say like with a lot of your songs, there's, it's very much kind of like broken into segments in terms of what mm-hmm. the the music musicality of it is doing. So when you're coming mm-hmm. to write that, because obviously you like, as you say, like you're, you're not doing it in the traditional sense of you're all in the studio and things mm-hmm. like that. Do you break down each element of the song when you're kind of putting it together or no no um um every single track is wrote um you know in a linear manner um so i i basically i just uh, sit down i hit record and start to play and the outcome is more or less <laughs> what you're hearing um all uh, i mean um like i mentioned earlier the you know the flow of everything is maybe the most important single aspect to our music and uh, that that already is <clears throat> like ingrained already on the uh, composition process um because i just do what comes naturally um so it, it's not like uh when i you know write the intro then i'd stop to think that what i should do next or 
where the track should lead. Um, <clears throat> but it, it, it comes more naturally than that. Um, like I said, everything, everything that happens anywhere at any given time is definitely intentional, uh, but it not, it's not like, it, it's not planned uh, maybe as much as it would seem like. So it's uh, <clears throat> mo most of the tracks um, are written in this like spur of the moment thing. So, and we've, we, I don't think that on this album we didn't <clears throat> change. Yeah, 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 we, we didn't change basically anything. Like, like we didn't shuffle any parts or uh, any uh, riffs or anything like that. Um, it all everything on the album is you know like it came to me in the first place mm. and yeah. obviously with this mm. this track it might just be the way that i've i hear it personally but like with mm -hmm. this one your vocals kind of this is the well on this album anyway is the first time we kind of hear your vocals mm switch between the sort of lower end to the more sort of like high end screech to it. So mm -hmm. yeah. again, was that something that you kind of wanted to not introduce straight away on this record and kind of play around with a bit more delicately? Um, yeah. Yeah. I wanted to be, um, or I, I, I try to be as versatile, um, with my vocals. Uh, or as versatile as possible um but with this track because it was done so early on um it felt kind of obvious to wait wait until this particular track and especially until um the last last section of this track um to kind of wait until i introduced those high like black metal-esque vocals um purely because of the impact and uh, and yeah yeah mm. so yeah i think it um it was planned um in a sense i mean the first track already it has some high stuff on the end um but but it's more maybe more subtle than on this this track and uh, and and the, I I think that this track itself it was maybe the most fun fun to record vocals to solely because it's so all over the place, um, like tonally, tonally speaking. So so yeah yeah. And then in terms of because I think obviously it's probably something I'm going to be touched on quite a bit, but it is obviously the the tone and sound of your guitar throughout kind of like the record, mm -hmm. obviously there's different kind of sort of effects and things that kind of go into it and stuff. But for mm -hmm. this one, particularly there was a moment that really stood out to me is it's about sort of like halfway through the song where it's just like mm -hmm. a chugging riff, but the guitar literally sounds like a machine guns just going off. So <laughs> is yeah. it, like, is that something that like you like, again, I guess going to that kind of keeping people guessing is that element of like mm -hmm. throwing in different effects as and where like you f see them fit? Mm, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, <clears throat> I, I 
try to incorporate um, as much like different elements as possible um, to the also the guitars because I think um, I think that you um, I I I think that I just I want to keep things as interesting as possible, and uh, I don't really care if some of that stuff is like <clears throat> actually playable um, in terms of all the glitchy stuff that's happening, um, because I'm obviously it's impossible <laughs> yeah. to play <laughs> play that stuff. But um, but all all that happens happens you know just to add more depth to the uh, guitar department as well mm. and just in terms of kind of the again the vocals on the song you mentioned kind of like doing the specifically like the sort of like high end of stuff towards the end of the song mm -hmm. and again i'm gonna pick up on s some specific lyrics and this is obviously like right towards mm -hmm. the end of the song is um restrain and confine them with love to draw the blackest blood is to love now, like, again, I know mm -hmm. you've mentioned that you kind of want to leave it to interpretation and, and things like that. But mm -hmm. for me, it's I, the repetition of the word love is quite interesting, considering the mm -hmm. rest of the song is quite brutal in, in short. So yeah, yeah. was yeah. that kind of what was the, the, the reason of reiterating that word to, and specifically at the end of the song? Um. I think um, that was kind of to add um, a little bit of shock value to it um, because um, the rest of the song or the lyrics uh, read like, you know, it's you are describing like some sort of a disease. It, it's like I, I wanted to have this <clears throat> like cancer-like cancer um aspect to it that it's something that's you know growing within you against your will obviously and uh, then in the end i wanted to kind of flip hold that no flip that whole um idea to its head and kind of reveal that this <clears throat> evil thing that's you know growing inside you isn't isn't like any kind of uh, disease or illness in a traditional sense uh, but but that uh, you know the source of all evil um like like you quoted um that when i said that <clears throat> um what the fuck was it that i i say on that something about law love and drawing the blackest blood and stuff like that um it, it's a direct reference um <clears throat> to all all you know the crazy things um that people do when or, or you know when people act based only on emotion and jealousy and you know stuff like that and i i, I wanted to <clears throat> underline that underline that particular word um all, also as like i said because it has this kind of shock value but also because i i don't think that bands um in our particular field like they because saying a word like love isn't 
exactly middle i'd say <laughs> you know to some people uh, but then again <clears throat> it, it obviously doesn't doesn't matter um in the bigger picture but but it's also also wanted to underline that because solely because it's different to speak about something like that and uh, to have it <clears throat> have it on the forefront and yeah i i think that's that's pretty much the reason i think that the that very last section it i i think that it's maybe my personal favorite of the uh you know individual sections on the whole al album um i think that one is definitely my favorite any particular reason one. um it you know it it just hits me in the feels <laughs> every, time, every time i hear it it's 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 just so so fucking like bleak and uh, horrible and yeah that's why <laughs> that's cool <laughs> Um, so then with um, Famine Vows, so again, for mm. me, this track I thought was quite interesting because even though it has the trademark fawn limbs sort of chaotic nature to it, mm -hmm. there's almost kind of like a galloping rhythm that's kind of like under underlies yeah. it the whole time. So mm -hmm. yeah, again, was that something that you wanted to kind of introduce rather than it just being like all these different parts and elements that you had kind of like a baseline on this track uh yeah yeah absolutely um um it felt like a like a good idea to uh shift the emphasis you know on the groove and like to have that structure and the continuous rhythm and and like a beat that actually makes some kind of sense I mean, it, it's it's still still equally difficult to play than <laughs> any of the other stuff, but 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 yeah, yeah we uh, and and um, much like with the other tracks as well, uh, we want wanted to you know go for the uh, ideal like song structure and <clears throat> and simply put, we wanted to um, make as good songs as possible uh which i i think brought this kind of variety into into the writing process itself and yeah yeah and and that um that in in this and this track it's it it felt like um it's good good to kind of it's also a very very like mid-paced um track very mid-tempo maybe when to the other ones and it's just you know something that you can <clears throat> nod your head mm. to when you listen to well it. that's kind of what i was gonna say out of all the tracks on this record it feels like the most kind of quote-unquote traditionally written into as you say it's kind of got mm -hmm. that more yeah. mid-tempo yeah. sound to yeah. it and and things like that so mm -hmm. was that it's just just a case of happenstance that was the way that it was written or did you consciously want it to have that sound 
Um, it, it's something that just happened. Yeah, yeah. So, so it it came, um, it came naturally, and it's, yeah, yeah. It 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 just happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And going back to again, like the the tone of your guitar, mm -hmm. like I think something that's yeah really sort of symbolic within this kind of world of like mathcore and metal is like accented mm -hmm. guitar breaks and this is this is mm -hmm. emphasized on in this track but you like you're a band that does it so well in terms of like you mm -hmm. make the pitch of your guitar like really stand out so was was that mm -hmm. something that like going into this track that you wanted to because like i think bands can you like overuse it or not use it enough but it seems to mm -hmm. be put in there really well so was it purposely put towards the end of the track to kind of almost break away from the traditional element that was built up to, to the rest of the track yeah yeah um i mean i think in this particular track it kind of um um, I think it kind of underlines the fact that I view uh, guitar maybe like as a percussive element, which isn't maybe traditional in a sense. And <clears throat> with this this one and especially the last section, uh, when when there's all all those different glitch elements, it was the idea idea to kind of. <laughs> to you know approach it in a way where it it sounds like everything just falls apart in the end even even though it's highly controlled and there is like nothing random in it um i i, I wanted to have a kind of and you know the amount of the glitchiness and the unlistenability of the track kind of grows uh, the longer it lasts, uh, which then again <clears throat> kind of contradicts the uh, first part or the first half or something like that of that track because it's um, it starts off very like groovy and chilling and fun and cool time and then it just goes like <laughs> like <laughs> downhill from there. So and yeah. I think that's a a thing like. Not saying that all of the songs have that kind of structure, but there's obviously, like you've you mentioned, that kind of element of surprise. But with each yeah. song, there does seem to be kind of like a beginning, middle, and end sort of to it. Mm -hmm. So is that how you approach yeah. your? I know you've said like kind of what you write. You kind of have it's almost sort mm -hmm. of stream of consciousness, but. Are you kind yeah. of almost thinking in those, right, this is the start, this is the middle, this is the end? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and again, it, it's something that comes, uh, comes very naturally, um, but I am, yeah, definitely in those moments, like whether, you know, I start for five seconds or five minutes to think about it, it's, uh, it's pretty obvious, um, you know, right from the start that you know this section is in the middle and this will be the last uh <clears throat> last part um and yeah so yeah 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 it's it's absolutely thought out 
that way. And also uh, a different approach um, than on the previous albums. <clears throat> um, our previous album, um, like I said, I said earlier, we wanted to um, focus on on doing better songs, which I, I guess it, in this instance it kind of translates into song structure above all. So yeah. And again, I'm I'm going to pick out <laughs> some lyrics, just, but purely this time again, it's going yeah. back to that kind of repetition, and I think that's. This is something that mm -hmm. maybe might be just because I'm paying a bit more attention to it in doing this episode. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. you're, it's not something that you're kind of known for, is this kind of rep repetition of a lyric. But obviously mm -hmm. in this song we have the, like the sentence, all, it, all is black now, like three times. Mm -hmm. So why mm -hmm. that line and what was the emphasis on it? Um so that particular track <clears throat> the lyrics deal with this kind of um well 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 not not actually even kind of i i think it's pretty blatant once i say that the um lyrics deal with um racism and slavery right okay and and um i kind of describe in the song about a person being put in a cage, like literally put in a cage, and, uh, <clears throat> and then that um, last last bit uh, when I say that all is black now, it's kind of in my head. I had this vision of these slaves, like um, being forced to these little cages, um, then took onto some fucking ship or something and then when they are <clears throat> you know trade with something um it's kind of um yeah literal in that that sense uh because when i say that all is black now it kind of what i see in my head is that when <clears throat> you you literally can't see yeah yeah you are on the sea you, you know on a ship going nowhere and it's like <clears throat> like like it's meant to you know represent this absolute like hopelessness of the situation you know and it's all every, everything is just dark and lightless at that point So with Corruption Aperture, this was the one that I wanted mm -hmm. to kind of talk about the sort of more noisy elements of your of your music about because mm -hmm. purely because like so the breakdown yeah. in this song almost sounds like mm -hmm. it could be like a fucked up dance track in some elements. Yeah, 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 yeah. Basically, yeah. so <clears throat> um, we. Oh no, no, go on. Please continue. 
Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. With that uh, Ted part, I think that's um, maybe it's the only only time on the album when we we wanted it to, you know, sound a bit fun. Uh, not not like a joke, but but you know, just <clears throat> a slightly more lighthearted um, moment amidst all the chaos that's going on um, everywhere else. So we. So yeah, yeah, it's it's actually good that you picked up on that because um, we wanted to have that kind of you know jolly good time feeling <laughs> yeah. on that portion. <laughs> and because because obviously you mentioned uh, like obviously at the very beginning when you introduced yourself, obviously noise is kind of part of what you bring to the table with mm-hmm. with the band. Yeah. And I find mm-hmm. the introduction of noise in various sort of elements of music very interesting and I think you kind of use it in a really sparingly way but it's also yeah yeah. like front and center at times as well so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when you're kind of writing how do you decide like when you're going to introduce it kind of thing um um it it depends um Again, I, I sound like a broken broken clock when I say that it, it comes comes naturally, um, but but I don't want to. Um, or actually, actually, when when we <clears throat> when I do the noise noise stuff, it's uh, it's I, I approach it approach it in this kind of a you know in a sound design like way, and I and that's also the reason. <clears throat> Um, that when when um, those noise elements kind of pop up, and uh, they are actually you know front and center and loud, and you can like they're audible and um, it's it kind of when when we use them, I I feel like they deserve to be like the lead element on those parts and. Um, uh, but 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 with this album, um, it was actually the first time <clears throat> when I properly implemented those uh, noise 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 things, um, you know, within the tracks and like like this middle part um, on this this track, I, I wanted to um, the noise kind of squeaky high pitched thing um, to bring this kind of a odd, you know, melody to it in a way where there is, <clears throat> there's no actual melody in it, but it just uh, creates that kind of atmosphere to mm. it. And but, yeah. because obviously, like you mentioned that this was kind of like you introducing a kind of a, a fun element to it. But then obviously mm. when you come yeah. back into it, it's just so ferocious, like off the back of that. Mm-hmm. So, did you yeah. want that juxtaposition of like, okay, we're gonna have a little bit of lighthearted yeah, fun, yeah. but now I'm gonna kick you in the face again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <clears throat> um, it's there, and I, I think that we wanted to like kind of have those contrasts. Um, oh you know introduced also in a way where <clears throat> it doesn't sound like it's abrupt or random you know that now we are just doing this for the sake of 
you know, being fun and then just go this to get some scene points or whatever. Um, but, but yeah, that contrast was definitely, we wanted to have that because it's, it's, you know, unexpected twist of events in, in that particular moment. Mm. And I'm going to apologize because I'm just quoting your lyrics back to you all the time, but they're just, they're just so, <laughs> yeah, they're so fine. quotable. Yeah. But so the, the one again that just like really stuck out to me on this track was um, choking on blood mm-hmm. as the splinters drip down our shit coated throats, which just visually is perfect. It's just so mm-hmm. good. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, can you sort of elaborate a bit more on kind of the, the themes of this song again? Um, yeah, so this song is maybe <clears throat> um, uh, the most out there in terms of like political commentary, um, and it's it's already stated on the name uh, or the title, but it's <clears throat> um, uh, the central idea behind that track and the lyrics is is like you know human is nothing but a source of profit and that particular line that you quoted it's it's like well well obviously it's a metaphor but it's something that you know <clears throat> that um, aesthetically happens you know when you uh, get your paychecks for you know just another few weeks spent in vain basically mm. Well, well, this in this track, I <clears throat> I don't know why, but um, when when I wrote the intro and started with that, you know, off filter drum rhythm, um, that was the first time when I <clears throat> got this uh, kind of a you know this mental connection to another band. Okay, like. Uh, that has never never really happened before um <clears throat> in a way but i i got this feeling that you know this has has a similar feel uh to the dillinger escape plan and and what makes that maybe more random is that i i never i've never listened to them i <clears throat> don't know you know basically anything oh, wow. <laughs> about the, about <laughs> about the band and um, that was just like you know this strange connection. Yeah, yeah. But I, I just, I, yeah, I, I got the weird feeling, feeling that this is probably somewhere on the you know same ballpark. But I, I don't know where it came from. It's <laughs> really random. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Um, so for um, a swarm of invertebrate fauna, this one again, like yeah. similar to um, famine vows, kind of for me had like an underlying sort of tone going throughout it, and it was this time mm-hmm. not so much like a galloping rhythm, but just like the buzz of mm-hmm. your guitar, just like seemed to be a constant. And comparative mm-hmm. to other tracks where as you as we've mentioned mm-hmm. before there's like these sort of beginning middle and end elements this mm-hmm. seemed like a through line so am i reading too much into that mm-hmm. or was that something that was there 
No, no, it's it's something that was there definitely. Yeah, yeah, I I think that you're you're correct on that. And because like I think because like going back to what you were saying, having mm-hmm. this like the structure of like the way the songs are. Do you? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do you? Because I'm not a musician, I don't know how these things work. But like when you have something like mm-hmm. that, there is mm-hmm. like a constant line. Does that act as kind of like a guide for the rest of the song, or or am I reading too much into it? Mm. Mm. I I think it does. Does yeah. Yeah yeah. I I don't think you're off at all with that. And so, obviously, this one, I think, again, is very much leans into those. It kind of, you can break it down into into two parts. But I think this one has, obviously, a clear pause on it where it pauses for you to, mm-hmm. to scream yeah. the vocals. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so, the hardcore kid in me absolutely loves that because mm-hmm. it's like a break where, like, in a live surrounding, you can imagine like people screaming those mm-hmm. lyrics back. So, was that something that you wanted to introduce? Um, yeah, yeah, and I think um, one of the main reasons I that I wanted to like start that last part with that, you know, line is it's it's also because it, it's not <clears throat> it's something that we haven't done before. Um, and I wanted to uh, kind of, <clears throat> because the song kind of, it has that little uh, break in it and it kind of has has that feeling that if you're listening to it for the first time, you kind of think that, okay, you know, it's over now and it <laughs> yeah. will just fade out and <laughs> then it's done. And then that <clears throat> the vocals suddenly kick in and then the last uh, very jarring and monotonous part kind of comes in um and yeah yeah i wanted to have that kind of effect to it because then it leads of course to the last part um which goes on for what feels like fucking ages and uh and yeah yeah that's definitely definitely the kind of kind of reaction that i wanted to wanted to have Mm. with it and in terms you say that coming back in and it's that kind of jarring sort of element and i mean Mm -hmm. this with the utmost respect, but with obviously doing that at times, like obviously I know mm. people who will be fans of your band know what to expect, but is there sometimes think like, is there kind of thoughts in your process of sometimes going, I might have got a bit too far in like being too left field in what I'm doing, or are you wanting to constantly push the boundaries? Mm. I, I absolutely lat- latter. Um, I mean, we want to push ourselves all the time, constantly, and see what we are able to do. Then, in hindsight, you know, we might regret it, but <laughs> yeah. but 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 not not when writing. I've never gotten, you know, the feeling that maybe this is too much. Uh, no, th- that has never never mm. happened. I mean, just in terms, like again, kind of in terms of that kind of challenging aspect of it because mm. again like people who are listening to your band will either be fans of it or will be familiar with 
that kind of genre. Mm-hmm. But do you enjoy mm-hmm. kind of bringing that kind of challenging element to it to say to to listeners yeah. of your music, like, give this a go, see if you can hack it kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'd say so. And, and I think um, with this particular track, we kind of um, pushed actually the opposite direction because so far on the album, you know, everything has been like really chaotic and hectic and just we are just going at it all the time and then suddenly we have this track <clears throat> which after the break uh in the middle it just kind of you know it stops obviously there's the rhythm and something's happening all the time but we we wanted to um keep like that last section just you know it's just that it just like goes on and evolves along the way and <clears throat> is you know maybe unexpectedly simple in a way so that's that's also definitely a a conscious like um decision to push those boundaries in into the you know the opposite direction that instead of being as fast as we can or as crazy as we can um what if we try to be as contained as we can so just to have that that effect in it and in terms of kind of the the vocals on this one um again like you've mentioned that you wanted the the lyrics to be kind of like shrouded in in metaphor and open to interpretation but for me personally this one is kind of one of the ones that i feel like is you talking directly specifically in that bit where it breaks down and obviously you, you shout who who are you to look the other way and other elements mm-hmm. of the lyrics so is this one of the ones that is a bit more personable to you yeah yeah definitely <clears throat> um um it, it is um highly personal and i i think that the only only thing i'll say about that is um like like especially in the last part um and that the track's main idea vaguely put is is, um that nothing happens if you do nothing about about it um you can expect things to happen for you or to you um and you have to put the effort into doing whatever it is that you want to do or achieve and uh, it's like yeah yeah that's that's maybe the uh main message that i want to uh possibly convey to people listening to that or reading those lyrics and it it it, uh in in that way it, it it has um also a sort of like positive vibe maybe um But, but obviously from a bit of it's stemming from a very dismal place and i i think that's that's enough um this this particular track when when earlier i said that the <clears throat> last section of the Berman massive is uh, my favorite single part on the album i think that this track is maybe my um single favorite 
track like full full song on the album if I had to pick one. Um, just because it has like those <clears throat> all of those kind of um, different elements to it, and it, I, I think that it pretty well sums up um, us as a band at the moment. So yeah. We then move on to Haul These Bodies and Haul Them Aloof. So this mm. track, like, I don't want to say it's a throwaway track, but it kind of acts mm-hmm. like the weirdest palate cleanser in the world. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. was it meant to be kind of like a transitional interlude track? Mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it was um, at that point we had the five five tracks um the five first tracks done apart from the very first one um at that point we actually the idea came came from our drummer drummer lee who said that now is maybe you know the time to slow things down just for a moment and uh and well, that's what we did, then, but, but but yeah, yeah, that that particular track is it's it's meant to be like you know, like you say, the palate cleanser. That that um, it's um, like in that position because it's uh, very slow, it's very simple, and yeah, yeah, it, it has that uh, interlude like yeah you know, to it. Um, because obviously you mentioned it was Lee's kind of idea, I'm gonna assume it was. Is did he bring the idea of it kind of having a more kind of like jazz drum sort of feel to it as well? Um, yeah, yeah, because he he likes to play play that kind of stuff, and I I don't blame him <laughs> blame him for that. Uh, but but he he has has like that um, background. Also, also from that that type of music, and he 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 um, very much enjoys this kind of airy approach. And uh, the middle section on that track, uh, I just wanted him him to have you know all the space to do whatever he wants to do with it, and just be like you know a little breather. On. <clears throat> on that point and uh, but but yeah yeah the slow the overall the slow slow feel was also because um like i said we wanted to um write better songs but above that we wanted to uh think the album you know as an entirety you know right from the beginning and um <clears throat> And uh, yeah, after the first five, five or six tracks, it felt like now to it's it's the perfect time to slow things down for a moment. And yeah, and just in terms of of 
the way because obviously you mentioned earlier like a lot of the way that you write is you kind of demo mm-hmm. things out and then send it to the other guys but mm-hmm. purely just because of the way this one sounds and if especially that middle part as i mentioned kind of like with the jazz trial mm-hmm. drums was this one that kind of mm. went a bit more back and forth because like especially with with that with those drums in the middle it feels more mm-hmm. like something is like you're following it rather than you leading if that makes sense um yeah yeah that makes perfect sense but but it's still it's the other oh, way okay, around cool. um yeah yeah so um i i basically i just got the idea <clears throat> from lee to do something you know something slower and um but 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 other than that it's it's just like with every other track and i i wrote it like or demoed it and then sent it to to him him and sam to do go record their parts or and so yeah yeah but 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 it's also um i i think um one maybe the main reason um to why it might come across as such is because uh there is very little you know things happening on the guitars for example uh there's no bass on that part and it's just yeah yeah it, it's just air and then the, the drums kind of take the lead lead element uh or the spotlights rather in that in that part so yeah yeah I, I think that's that that's also problem oh that's probably why why it could feel like you know we went back and forth because it's basically it's it's just a, <clears throat> a drum solo of yes <laughs> probably, probably. and obviously i've already mentioned <clears throat> that kind of in terms of your lyricism there's moments where you are kind of cramming as much as as you can kind of thing but mm. this is obviously very short and succinct so was, yeah yeah was that again to kind of give this song the the time to breathe but and not kind of overdo yeah. it yeah yeah um <clears throat> um it felt like you know that uh initially i also entertained the idea um of just you know having an instrumental track um but then you know that's that's not something that we do or we have i don't think we've ever done an instrumental track and i don't think that we ever will um so i i just decided to use use the vocals like you know where it's costly and still still in a way where they have like that uh, punch and impact when the vocals start you know after the middle part and the middle section um and yeah yeah i wanted to say as little as possible um now trespasser is i'm going to say off the bat is probably my favorite track of the record because so, okay interesting I, but i yeah. think it's because it comes after the last track and it's like you've kind of had this little bit of respite and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. it's like bang there's that punch again kind of thing yeah yeah um 
Yeah. But, like, even though we've had all this sort of, like, ferocious kind of music ahead, like, I don't know why. The beginning of this one just feels so much heavier, but I don't know whether that's because it comes off the back of Hall. I don't Mm. know. Is um that's it's it's possible um that it feels feels like that um because of that but but i also agree that there's on this track and especially on the first part um it it's it has this kind of you know very visceral feel to it and when when it and it's also like uh very random there's very little to actually cling on to because there's so much stuff happening um and and i actually i i i do like like that intro especially the intro bit a lot because it's just um us going crazy and because it's also coming you know after that slow slow burner of a track um which uh, so it kind of it's put in this you all know, also in a you know kind of special place or special position when you look at the track list of the album as a whole so <clears throat> so yeah yeah I, I think that it's it's a combination of 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 writing and placement yeah and going back to kind of what i said earlier in terms of like for me within this genre something i really enjoy is sort of like the accents especially with the, mm. the emphasis being on the guitars and something that you do really well mm. on this track is the the like almost kind of back and forth between the accents of the guitars and drums but then as mm-hmm. it kind of loops round to the next kind of bar the slow introduction of the mm. bass on that as well and it kind of gives it that extra kind of oomph and and lift so yeah yeah i I don't know if because obviously going back to the way that you write and kind of you guys sending out to the other guys was that something that when that was brought back to you in its kind of final form that you noticed or was that something that sam kind of picked up on and was like oh okay i can join in here kind of thing um i i think that that was um something that he he picked up on by himself um i recall i had some sort of idea like like this very vague idea <clears throat> of um doing something different with the bass uh for that part and but but i don't think that there was any i i don't think i had any like concrete thoughts on that so it's all all it, it was like um in the end it was sam's idea and to kind of play around um with the accents and the amount of of his playing and i i think that it now <clears throat> it definitely um packs more punch you know the the very last part um because the bass is used so sparsely before that um but yeah, but yeah, that that came from his end. Mm. And again, going back to kind of like your the tone of your guitar and and things like this. And again, something mm-hmm. that I really, I think this is probably why this is my favorite track is that there's like you mentioned earlier on this track, there's so much going on, 
but like mm-hmm. specifically that like end section there's so many little like nuanced little guitar like sort of like jabs here mm. riffs there sort of thing so mm-hmm. can you kind of talk me through how that bit was kind of written because i know you said like it's kind of stream of conscience <clears throat> but to kind of mm-hmm. think oh i'll just do like a bar of this bit a bar of that bit rather than it being like a constant riff like how does that work um i think um the main difference in <clears throat> this track when compared to the others um was that i uh wanted to be you know i wanted to play um in the most comfortable way as possible um and I actually paid attention um, to uh, when writing that if I were to perform this track live, you know, what I could do next, uh, you know, where my hands would go, like, naturally, so that I'm, um, <clears throat> it would be as comfortable as possible to play. And in the end, that also, <clears throat> that's also probably why there is... Um, I, I don't remember if there's any of the glitchy stuff on that track. It's it's more kind of the guitars it, rather than, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. Um, <clears throat> um, but it's it's um, yeah. I think it's uh, kind of the whole and um, all these different accents and <clears throat> nuances kind of came. Uh, from the base thought of, you know, trying to be as comfortable as possible. And in the end, um, even though I think that track maybe makes the most least, least sense, um, it's it's the easiest one to <laughs> actually play. <laughs> so, so, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so I had a, like, different, consciously uh, different approach mm. on on that one. And again, I'm going to sort of pick up on on sort of some of the lyrics. And but this song as a bass, like it's weird. Like I don't, I could not be making the connection. But the track title mm-hmm. and the lyrics don't necessarily match up from my perspective. You could correct me on that. Mm-hmm. But this, it feels like there's kind of like a decomposing body is how it kind of comes across to me mm-hmm. and specifically like again the end lyrics like bad fragile ba- being stripped of grace drained and erased like you mm-hmm. like you just pick you paint such a great <clears throat> picture with your words but yeah can mm-hmm. you like am i not making the connection can you make that connection for me like where does that come across <clears throat> yeah yeah so that's um that particular track um it's one of the uh few ones that i've done that actually i don't mm, you know necessarily incorporate any other meaning meaning to it um um but the theme of that track um is rape oh shit okay uh, See, now, now you've now said now that, that makes read, sense. It, it yeah, makes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that that's, that pretty much uh, sums it up because it's 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 really all, all that there is to say. Um, it's um, 
highly graphic and and this pleasant <laughs> track when it comes to the lyric um but yeah yeah that's that's the theme and now now when i've told you it it suddenly yeah, makes sense yeah exactly <laughs> So we then come to the title track, Sleeper Vessels, and this, yeah. for me, feels like Fawn Limbs personified, but in its most basic form. And again, I mean that in the most mm. like complimentary yeah. Yeah. way, but this feels like mm -hmm. you guys going, we're going to do the simple things well. So was that how it was approached? Yeah um yeah yeah <clears throat> and that one um it it i i felt like um at that point on the album we wanted to uh or wanted to have like like well like you said the focus on the simple uh simple side and i think um this track, uh, I mean, apart from the uh, actually slow tracks, this has maybe um, this is maybe the slowest one out of the fast ones, and uh, <clears throat> a lot of that has to do with the fact that I wanted to uh, like build um, a similar kind of tension um, as in the first few tracks. Um, to the middle section, which is this kind of airy, uh, floaty part, and still, you know, um, <clears throat> have have all these different uh, sides of us like presented on one track, and uh, I, I think that maybe maybe if you were to uh, pick out like the the best like song. If you just think song as a concept, um, then I I think that th this this track would probably check all those boxes for what you want want from a song. Yeah. So yeah, well that's kind of what I so, mean yeah. in, in terms of like this is why mm -hmm. I present yeah. you guys not maybe not necessarily at your best, but like if you were to present somebody with a like who had never heard of your your band. Like mm -hmm. this is maybe the song mm -hmm. that you show them. I don't know. Is that uh, well? Well, I mean, it 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 could uh, maybe be a safe a safe start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, just to show that one first. Uh, but but yeah, it, it's definitely uh, we wanted to keep um, keep it a simple for that track and uh, put the main weight on the melodies and <clears throat> and the structure of the song. Um, yeah. And because obviously this is the the title track of the record, was it always intended to be that way? Mm, no, no. Um, I think this is all, uh, when doing or writing this album. Uh, this was the first time <clears throat> when I didn't name name the tracks um, uh, right from the beginning. Uh, they they all had this highly stupid. Uh, work work working titles and uh, <clears throat> yeah but 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 then when um we named the tracks and then when the time came uh to pick 
the album title and that track stood out for some some reason and so so the album is named after after the track and it's it's not necessarily uh <clears throat> because we want to underline that track uh but it's it's so so uh different from the rest that it felt like it would fit to direct the attention to that particular mm. and again in terms of sort of like uh sort of lyrical theme again this mm. one feels a bit more personal uh, but again i could be reading mm. into it a bit too much but again can you elaborate on on where the direction of this one goes <clears throat> Uh, yeah, so this track, and I mean the whole concept of sleeper vessels, is is that um, you know a sleeper vessel um, is a human body, um, and it it's kind of metaphorical to the fact that uh, very few of us have you know <clears throat> acknowledged um, the potential that a human can have and all the possibilities there are or there is for for man to do and it's like um <clears throat> um simply put it's like a sleeper vessel is you know a man who doesn't understand what he's capable to do or achieve or achieve as a person and uh, <clears throat> that's basically basically mm. it and just because obviously like you say that when it came to like naming the album that this song for some mm. reason kind of resonated and in terms of kind of, I'm just going to bring in the artwork because now mm -hmm. that kind of you explaining what the song is about, you can kind of make the transition to the artwork. Mm -hmm. So did you kind of put those two hand in hand? Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> it's kind of, I, I, I tend to not over-explain um, the artworks because I want those to have their own own kind of appearance. Um, but the connection to this track this time, it felt um, it, it felt pretty obvious for some reason that they just you know make sense sense together. With Ruiner, this was going kind of going back to your sort of vocal stylings. This was one that yeah. I found really interesting in terms of you kind of almost playing around with your voice as a, as like a fourth, well, fourth or fifth instrument, as you as you may want to say, mm, because yeah. there's a lot kind of going on in terms of. I, I don't know if it's layered or if you've double tracked. I don't. How did you kind of do the vocals on this track? Um, yeah, so I, I wanted to <clears throat> do that kind of um, have this like question and an answer. Yeah, so it feels like a approach. conversation kind of thing. Yeah, 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 and uh, and it's it's uh, layered, layered, um, and um, <clears throat> I, I wanted to have like that you know like word diarrhea 
kind of approach of, of, that, of that one. And, uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, that, that was, was my intention to have that, you know, conversational um, tone. Mm. tone to it. So when you recorded it, did you do sort of like one part and then the other part sort of thing? Yeah, yeah. So with this track, um, I basically <clears throat> did, you know, um, every other line and then filled, filled in the gaps to give it that kind of feel. Um, and uh, because usually I I just move on like, <clears throat> you know, one part at a time, one phrase at a time. Um, with this track, it felt um, natural to kind of do uh, multiple takes to kind of keep keep that conversational approach and um, also to um, <clears throat> like play around with different tones, different registers uh, and yeah. And because obviously it yeah. has that kind of back and forth sort of element to it, like what was what was <laughs> the reasoning behind that? Why did you want to introduce that on this track? Um, I don't. I don't really know. I mean, this track, <clears throat> it kind of. Um, I I wanted to make uh, this kind of um, extremely fast hardcore track um, that has that kind of relentless, um, <clears throat> like phrasing and pace, and um, but but I don't I don't know know that where the actual idea came from to do do. Um, do or to approach uh, approach the vocals this way. Um, it's it just happened. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess. <clears throat> uh, and you you say there like you've got kind of wanted to write this sort of like a more kind of like hardcore element song, and I think that it mm. definitely comes across because you've kind of got again like that sort of a galloping like drum rhythm that kind of yeah follows yeah. throughout it. And again, like, is it just because you want to like not just keep your audience guessing, but also keep yourselves mm. guessing in terms of like trying your hand at something new? Because from my memory, like, this is a uh, something that we haven't really seen from Fawn Limbs. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I think the only kind of hardcore esque thing that we have done before is the middle section of the track uh, Wisdom Thieving from the first album. Um, it, it had that kind of like downbeat uh, pace to it, but <clears throat> but with this track um, it, it's definitely intentionally uh, done just to, you know, bring a different side uh, different side of us. Um, and uh, because our tastes in music are just fucking random <laughs> and, and, uh, the, and there's no boundaries uh, boundaries when it comes to um, what kind of music we individually listen to and so I, I think that also works for our benefit because we can take all these different like uh, <clears throat> details and ideas you know from here and there and then mold them into something that sounds sounds like us and i think that this this particular track is is you know 
<clears throat> an outcome of that mm. that idea and kind of on that element as well because towards obviously the end of, of the track there's kind of a mm -hmm. more like traditional kind of like hardcore like guitar chug to it yeah. and yeah like just i don't know if, if people have kind of given feedback on it or or not but because it has mm. again kind of like that straight element to it comparative to mm. the frantic hectic stuff that's everywhere else have people kind of gravitated mm. towards that at all because it is a bit more groovy and rhythmic um i i think uh not not that this track particularly um Actually, actually, I think um, that this track is maybe the least mentioned out of all all of the tracks on this album. I don't know why uh, why it is, um, but this kind of I mean, the, well, 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 it's always a possibility that people don't like <laughs> like it, like it. But um, I I think that um, uh, because this track also <clears throat> then to, especially towards the end it has that kind of unexpected simplicity to it that it's um so i i i, I understand how how this track can be a bit of a hit or miss uh to people especially considering the fact that half half of the track is just quiet clean guitars and you know <clears throat> this moody moody vibey like passage or a bridge between um this track and the following one well well apart from the <clears throat> uh fact that it's started off as a hardcore song and it's we wanted to achieve the kind of feel that um it feels like we we'll, we're all like raising towards the end yeah. <laughs> and uh <clears throat> Uh, and then, you know, pulling the rock underneath you with uh, um, the clean, clean and soft passage. Um, uh, I think that's also <clears throat> uh, within this track. It, it's a perfect example of the kind of contrasts um, that we wanted to achieve or wanted to introduce, perhaps. And um, I think that <clears throat> if if there's people who kind of like this approach of bringing these um, different ends from the dynamic spectrum together, uh, then they will probably like what we are doing next. So it's yeah, <clears throat> just a little song. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah. Um, so in terms of photophilic uh, hum, this song is obviously the first time we, well, first mm. of two times we hear Chad from Frontera. Obviously on this yeah. track, he's a bit more predominant than on the other one he's on. Mm -hmm. So was yeah. this yeah. written with him in mind or was it something that came later? <clears throat> um, it, um, it came later. Um, I wrote this track 
and and it had this <clears throat> it it has um, more of these kind of electronic um, elements in it and um, then when the idea of having Chad on it uh, or having having him on the album uh, came to mind and then this this particular track you know it popped out like a sore thumb because it was obvious that it, he has to um, has to do that one um, so so yeah it wasn't written for him uh, it definitely wasn't written for him but uh, in the end it, it just came together you know on some kind of odd turn of events that it all just clicked together so, so well. is there a version of it where it's you doing all the vocals and no <laughs> no um yeah yeah that um with that one i i sent the track to chad uh told him to write what he wanted to write and record it and then after he sent it back back to me um then i just you know did some backup right okay here and there so so are the, are the lyrics on this one written by chad right yeah, okay yeah, completely yeah. that's cool yeah. and i uh, yeah and I, I i don't have any you know deeper idea <laughs> on <laughs> what they're about. But, but you yeah. mentioned obviously like this one has a bit more of kind of like the electronic kind of aspect to it mm -hmm. and <clears throat> going back to what i said why i like this style of music is the accents and the way that mm -hmm. you've used the electronic breaks to accent on this one i think is really interesting because mm -hmm. like I, th I don't know when people use noise to some extent it can be mm -hmm. overpowering but I don't know. With this, yeah. it feels. I don't know the what the right word to to use, but the bit where it's kind of the back and forth between the electronics and Chad's voice, it does feel like yeah. that's like if you were to put a guitar in there, it wouldn't sound right. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's just a really clever way of using it. <laughs> yeah, and I I think that's. Um... Well, like I said, I said with the <clears throat> other track, and it's you know bringing together those different ends of the spectrum, playing around with the dynamics, and like the middle section in that part, it's it <clears throat> you know it's easy to explain you know the difference between the um, like the instruments and Chad being on there is that you know when you have this kind of low frequency rumble. And then you have this pretty like I I think you could say that Chad has has this kind of a hardcore voice maybe in in some some uh, to some ex extent um I think that kind of creates you know the juxtaposition between the two and uh, and and since both are like. <clears throat> The, uh, the kind of elements that we haven't had before because uh, Chad hasn't done a guest spot earlier and we I, I don't think that we've had any this kind of electronic stuff uh, not in this particular way um, in any of the previous tracks so there are suddenly like uh, multiple completely new you know sides completely new angles and it's it 
it pops up really well. Mm. And just because of the like handing over sort of the the lyrical side to someone else, like mm-hmm. obviously fans of Frontier know that Chad is very capable of writing lyrics and sort of doing mm-hmm. that. But mm-hmm. I don't know, did how well this track turned out? Has that made you feel more comfortable of maybe cl- collaborating with other people later on down the line? Um, um, we have actually we have collaborated with other other vocalists multiple times um, prior, um, but I, I think that this time it worked out <clears throat> particularly well, and it's kind of I wanted to um, kind of give up the control, you know, <clears throat> um, and just let him do what he wanted to do with it. And uh, he asked me if I had had uh, written any lyrics, but then I, I I thought that it it wouldn't be beneficial um, for him to try to you know phrase those phrase those um, like like if if I wrote lyrics for yeah, him, yeah. he it, it wouldn't be so natural for him uh, to perform perform on the track um, and. On that note, I, I I hope that uh, Chad and I, or Chad and we, will do something together later on. Um, but but I think that this that this particular collaboration worked out really well um, because it, it it's one of the tracks that <clears throat> people keep mentioning about. Um, I I don't know if it's Chad's inclusion or the electronic stuff or what it is, but it's it certainly feels also feels like a fan fan favorite, if you might make may call it that, and uh, I, and and yeah, I I think that uh, solely because of that, it <clears throat> kind of made us maybe slightly more open to the idea of collaborating with other musicians. So uh, we go on to Subtle Abuse. Now, this track, again, yeah. um, again, is sort of the the guitars is something that I could, like really stand out to me in this one, mm-hmm. purely because at one point they literally sound like a siren, which I think is absolutely brilliant. <laughs> um, mm. But it's, this is also like a much shorter track than we, is on the rest of the record as well. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. was that something that did you want it to be kind of like this succinct version of, of what you guys offer up? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um uh I think that we've had pretty much on every release we've had um apart from one <clears throat> one occasion, um we've always had at least one track that runs uh for less than a less than a minute and uh that was we, we wanted to do that and like keep that uh like idea going and uh and yeah yeah so i just tried to <clears throat> um well oh, i kept that in mind and then we just crammed as much much stuff as possible for the 50 seconds and the result is 
really okay. <laughs> and uh, and uh, um, uh, and we we do have actually for <coughs> for this track, we do have a music video done um, uh, by this highly highly talented Polish animator, and uh, it should I I think we're it's probably going to premiere sometime in the next next few weeks or something like that and uh, and also with it um, by deciding to do the video for this track it's also also maybe an odd move you know to pick pick that kind of the shortest one out of the bunch and then focus on that one uh, with the like visual content but but we wanted to highlight highlight it with that and uh, we are pretty <coughs> pretty damn excited about getting it out because it's completely um, because of the way that it was done being an animation and all that it's it's again so, something new and something different different for us and j just in terms of that obviously does the animation link into to what the song's about or are they kind of separate um well well they are i mean they link link in my head but i doubt that they they would uh do that for anyone else because <clears throat> so, so yeah yeah there, so there there is definitely a connection between the two but it's it's really not not explicit by any means and again similar to trespassers this probably might be a case of when you tell me that the connection will be made but again the title subtle abuse doesn't really fit for me personally like with what the lyrics are kind mm. of talking about so again is that something mm. where i'm just missing the connection uh, yeah yeah because <clears throat> when i tell you that um the track is about, about uh religions and the subtle yeah. abuse <laughs> there we go there is, it is. is so yeah yeah so uh it, it, it becomes comes pretty clear <laughs> clear now that uh, um and that i think that <clears throat> the title it you know if you wanted to <clears throat> sum sum up um how i view religions in the two words that that would probably be it so it's um well actually <clears throat> for this track um I uh, initially, um, when I wrote the first first riff, um, I had this kind of feeling going in about this kind of iron dissonance as okay. uh, rhyth rhythmic side because I'm I'm a huge huge fan fan <clears throat> for everything pretty much everything that they've done, and I was listening to listening to them quite excessively um before i wrote this track so it's possible that um if there's someone who knows them and then listens to this track um you can draw some inspirational lines
so then the record obviously closes with um the gradients of rescue and explosion um so mm. we kind of touched upon it at the beginning in terms of you had this kind of like slower tracks that were written yeah but then you kind of like yeah. separated the two so mm -hmm. i'm assuming this wasn't initially meant to be the the end track uh, in assembly um <clears throat> I, I mean, in the very early stages, it was supposed to be the last track because uh, initially we planned on doing only 12, 12 tracks. And um, <clears throat> then I wanted to, and I think that track is maybe the longest one, one, one out of the bunch. And, um, and in, it, it is that long. Uh, pretty much because it was initially the last track and we wanted to like you know dwell on the low low end um and just like repeat uh the opening riff on the end to kind of give it a, like a sense of closure and a sense of ending and uh, <clears throat> in hindsight it, it worked out pretty well even though we then um kind of discarded that idea because there was supposed to be another track after it um so i i think it, it kind of, it was initially meant to be the last track and then it just you know it worked out <laughs> just the way it was planned but it just took took slightly longer route to get there so. mm. and because obviously you so, mentioned yeah. like this track obviously is, is longer it kind of gives you guys room to breathe there's bits of, like a bit more sort of drawn mm -hmm. out and because obviously i know like when you're recording things you're not necessarily playing everything in sequence and so forth. Mm -hmm. but because mm -hmm. obviously the way that we hear it it is like that pummel 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 and then this is mm -hmm. kind of like the relief at the end is it yeah. like that for you as well because like you're as you said when you're writing you're kind of doing it sequentially so mm -hmm. yeah is it almost like that for you as well like right this is the end of the record i can kind of breathe i can chill out almost um yeah 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 and uh um <clears throat> i i remember that when i wrote this one um i was uh kind of on the edge of whether or not to bring um the intro back um on the ending for that one um extra like uh extra length maybe you know to like because the the track starts off very slow and then it you know picks picks up the space and it um a pace and then it <clears throat> it is um then it gets it got maybe maybe slightly more all over the place, place than I initially wanted. And then um, <clears throat> I thought that bringing, uh, bringing in the slow part again towards the end kind of uh, rounded it out um, in a pleasant way. Um, and, and also kind of uh, slowing it down for the ending. It kind of acts, acts well, well, like you said, it acts kind of, uh, like sort of a release and then it just ends and it's 
like it it felt like a logical conclusion and uh and it and it still does and i i'm <clears throat> confident that after we decided to add add one more track um which now is the first one on the album it was was the right move to kind of <clears throat> change change the initial plan and actually start with that one um because ending the album on that kind of upbeat feel that the first <clears throat> and that like the building up the tension and then just ending it you know without to release it it would it it would have been a bad move i'd say to <clears throat> but but now now it all all like comes comes together and ends 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 in very logical way yeah sort of and yeah. obviously this is the the second time we we hear chad on on the record but in yeah. this <clears throat> instance he it is very much more kind of like a guest spot in comparison to the yeah. previous one yeah yeah so was yeah. that i i guess the first question is which came first out of the two tracks that you wanted him on um <clears throat> the earlier one okay. uh photovoltaic home that came first and uh i was um highly satisfied with what he did on that that one so i suggested that if he wanted to <clears throat> do an addition to another track he could do it and then he said or oh, agreed to do it and uh I sent this one to him, and then he he picked the spot that he wanted to do, and that that's pretty much it. And then, so like on the flip, because obviously with the other track, as you said, he did the the majority. Mm. Well, he did the lyrics for that one. With this one, mm. mm -hmm. did you kind of send the lyrics to him and say, pick where you want to come in? Um, no, no, actually, because I I didn't even have the lyrics written when I sent it to him. Um, I just told him to pick whatever spot he wanted to do, and <clears throat> and I mean he wrote wrote um, his lyrics again, and they they like <clears throat> technically have no connection to mine, um, because well it's different different narrator, uh, but <clears throat> but yeah it it it's it it wasn't like any more planned than that. As it was was just me asking him if he wanted to do another spot and he said sure. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. <laughs> and just to kind of bring things to, to a close, obviously I I know we've said that this isn't necessarily like a concept album, but there are sort of through lines mm -hmm. and, and things like that. And obviously I yeah. know as a project you're very much kind of like constantly sort of like working in the background and, and things like that. Mm -hmm. So is this kind of like the end of, of this period of Fawn Limbs or is it kind of like leading into <clears throat> what we can expect to hear next? Um, well, that's actually rather interesting that you mentioned about that one being like the ending of this cycle or the ending of this <clears throat> particular sound because um well I, well I'm, I'm not saying that it's an ending to anything but uh what we are working on at the moment um 
it, it, it's something completely different. Okay, cool. And has basically no no relation um, <clears throat> to the overall, mm, I'd say, stylistical themes. Perhaps I mean it. it uh, what we are working on now, <clears throat> now it it still um, sounds like us, maybe. Um, but but yeah, yeah, I, yeah. So that uh, that track, it, it it is kind of a conclusion. That's this certain age. And just before I do let you go, just to sort of round off everything, how I kind of like to approach it is because obviously now the record is out in the world, and I think a lot of artists, once it's out, it's kind of out of their hands and they kind of hand it over to the fans and Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So for you, what's kind of the the reaction been? How do you, and also what's your relationship with this record now? Um, I think um, that I speak for all of us, including our labels, when I say that we couldn't be, we couldn't possibly be more satisfied with the reaction and the reception that we got with this album. Um, It's, um, we got an insane amount of attention and traction with this. And, uh, and yeah, yeah, I mean, it's unbelievable, really, because um, after all, we are still doing all this for ourselves to pursue our own like artistic vision and our own goals and then still managing to actually like entertain other people meanwhile it's it's very fulfilling to be able to do that and my 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 personal personal relationship with this album is uh, basically, that I, I couldn't be happier with how how it turned out. Perfect, brilliant, Ellie. Thank you very much for your time. Really, really appreciate it. And yeah, yeah, my my pleasure. I'm very excited to hear what's next from you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Thank you very much. Well, Take care. Yeah, yeah. Thank you.